When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. Uh, my name is Ryan, alongside James. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that p- promo code THPN. Next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook, they are our official sponsor of our podcast and all of THPN. We thank them. Stars lose by a final score of 5-4 to four in overtime tonight. James, give me your initial thoughts about what you think about this game. I, I don't know. The game, uh, I honestly didn't have a lot of fun watching, just be- mostly because of the second period and how many calls went on. It was just like it, we, we didn't get to watch hockey for 20 minutes, essentially. So that was that was a little frustrating. But, I mean, we, we get a point off of a hard team to play especially after playing the devils and then the penguins i I mean i'm not too upset about tonight i'm not either but at the same time i'm kind of like this is a game that i really think we could have won and especially not how we played in the first period i thought carolina was the better team in the first period and then the second period was just the refs doing their thing and taking over the period. And then by far, the Stars were the better team in the third period. And it was frustrating because I felt like, especially for the the Canes, there was a lot of penalties that did not get called in the third period. And uh, I know that just comes with the aggressive nature of both of these systems that both these teams are playing. But I'm like, come on, dude, seriously. And yeah. the refs played a very poor game tonight <laughs> if they're if we're talking about like a third team here they played very poorly so i'll agree with uh, you there i mean the, the only thing that you can take out of it is that at least both teams only scored two power play goals so in the end evens up whatever yeah i mean it could have gone either way tonight so i'm not upset with the result but i'm afraid this is a point that we may look back on at the end of the year and say if only we had gotten that point but so far, the Stars are okay in the standing, so I'm not too worried about it right now. But Carolina is a very good team, and we played them very well. And we'll just see if we can uh, finish the road trip up strong against a really, really struggling uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team. But anyways, getting straight into the game here. Pavelski, we need to talk about him right off the bat. Uh, congratulations to him hitting 1,200 games in the NHL, 1,200 that's not a feat that many people uh, get. So uh, just say some nice things and some nice things about Pavelski, James. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of hockey. I mean, there, 
been in the league for so long and for how consistent he has been, it's it's insane to see a player play for that long and put up the same points pretty much year after year. So, yeah, it, it, it's really, really cool to see that. I got nothing else. <laughs> he gets a rewarder tonight with a goal, and he played very well tonight. But getting straight into the first period, uh, most of my notes in the first period are all about Carolina. Uh, Sveshnikov tries a lacrosse goal. It's not successful. Teravainen misses a wide-open net, to, and Lindell is there to make a really good D-zone play. And I wrote, for the first five minutes, most of the time is being spent in the Dallas zone. Very frustrated about that. Dallas would go on the penalty kill five seconds into the penalty kill. Steven Nason, the Dallas, Texas native, gets the goal. It's a tip off of Teravainen's shot. And it's a power play goal. Carolina gets the one nothing lead as they deserved it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a we we had a couple of these back in I forgot I forgot what game it was. It's the game where both Haskinen and Miller scored. But I mean you win the faceoffs and you you can good good things happen from that. I mean it's it's a great tip too. It's it's well well deserved. Continuing on, there is a Kiviranta high stick and a Dahan interference penalty at the same time, which I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And it was four on four for two minutes. That was about the most boring hockey I've seen out of the entire season. Uh, so let's never do that again. Um, through the first 15 minutes of the first period, the Stars are losing a lot of puck battles. There's the aggression and the energy was not there in the first 15 minutes of the first period. They can't enter cleanly. After they get a power play, Sveshnikov goes to the box for that, and they're just not playing hard enough on the puck before the power play and after the power play. Um, the power play was really bad in the first period. There was no momentum gained by the Dallas Stars there. And right after that, Sveshnikov comes out of the box. He gets a goal. He scores off the right side. Wedgwood probably wants that back. That's probably one you don't want to give up. But it, again, it's Sveshnikov. He's a great shot. Uh, you know, it's on his offside, so he can see the far side of the net a little easier, and it's 2 nothing Carolina. I mean, it's it's a little bit just bad defense, too, letting him skate around like that. He he, We gave him way too much space there on the outside, but he, he did. He made a great shot. See, that's all I thought it was. I thought it was just a great shot, and Widget maybe wants that one back. I mean... I thought Miro played it well defensively there. It's just nothing you can do over there, I guess. So, Anyways, uh, Dallas would go back on the power play about a minute later. Uh, it's a high-sticking penalty. Hintz hits the post about 15 seconds into the penalty, and then Pavelski scores with a tip. He, of course, he scores with a tip. Uh, from a Robo point shot, who Robertson was a great, great player in tonight's game, and that... Cuts the lead in half for Carolina. It's two to one at that point. James, what did you think of that play overall? That was an absolutely enormous goal. I mean, we were we completely lost the first period. We're going into our 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 worst period overall stats wise. The second, but we get we get the goal just before going into the second to to cut the lead in half. It's it it, it completely flipped momentum. I mean, everything was going Carolina's way. And after that goal, the Stars looked like they finally woke up. It just thinks that it took all of that for them to actually wake up, right? 
I, I don't yeah. know what the deal was with them. They just did not start the game on time. And in a way, you could look at this and say that that kind of cost them a game a, a little bit. I mean, they did get a point out of it. They did come back from two goals down. But still, um, overall, I, I thought it was not a good period. And I thought it was just incredibly lucky that we were within one because that's way within striking distance for this team that can score in bunches. So thoughts overall on the first period. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a a bad period. We we didn't honestly give up too many as many chances as we as the Canes probably should have gotten. They probably should have gotten a lot more. But uh, I mean, we we convert on a chance at the end of the period and able to at least squeak by the period, not not too injured. Yes, that was very lucky that we were able to do that. Starting off the second, there was a lot of whistles to start the period. And it. I wrote this down because I thought this happened a lot in the second and third period. But it felt like they were almost forcing turnovers and then doing absolutely nothing with it. And especially in the second and third period, not so much in the first. But that was just something I noticed almost right off the bat, first four minutes of the second. Is there any point in the I, game that you saw that? Well, I think that comes partly from we're doing the line shuffles right now. So there's there's a little bit of disconnect in some of the players passing, but for the most part, I didn't notice it too much except for I guess the beginning of the third was kind of like that still. So mm-hmm. I noticed it some, but not as much as as you did. And then this period was just penalty filled. I, I don't know what the deal was with uh, all these penalties in the second period. Now, some of them were and then some of them weren't. And I. I'll get to it when we get to it. Let's just start off with the first one. Dallas goes on the power play. DeHaan, he's called for tripping. Dallas goes five on three for 31 seconds for Tara Vinen, takes the tripping penalty as well. And then after five on three is ended, uh, Ben gets the power play goal. It's a tip. And then it's a it's a great play overall. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's exactly what, you know, uh, Pete DeBoer wants his team to do. And then Brenda Moore, the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, just looked absolutely pissed off. And you and I both had different ideas as to why he was acting pissed off at that point. So what what did you think? Well, Chris, this was Chris more than me. Maybe it it was Chris. Chris Chris was saying that he's trying to change the flow a little bit because we did just come back from a 2-0 deficit, and it it was both off of power play goals. So... Chris was saying that he's yelling, trying to get his players back into the game. And I I mean, I, I tend to agree with that a little bit. But I mean, at that point, the calls were four to one. So take that how you will. I honestly thought he was just hacked off at the fact that the refs were giving them all the uh, penalties. But I mean, I mean, they were two legit trips. It's not like they were just I mean, they were easy to call. They were very the Tyler- easy to call. The Tyler Sagan one might have been a little bit of a dive, but the dude put his stick in a bad spot in open ice. I mean, you, you can't do that. We, we, we've we learned that the hard way this season, that if you put your stick in their skates and they fall, it's tripping every time. Yeah, it's an easy call to make. It's an easy call to make for the refs. Right after the uh, power play goal by Ben, it does tie it 2-2, two to two, by the way. There's a really big stop by Wedgwood on Svechnikov. It's a two-on-one for Carolina. He makes a big stop there. Um, Nate just right after that tries a wraparound chance. Wedgwood with the save there. Dallas would go back on the penalty kill. Haskin in for holding. And at this point, the shots are tw- 13 to 12 Dallas. And I didn't mention this in the first period, but at one point it was like 9 to 3. 
in favor of Caroline in the first period. So that's kind of showing you the that the play of the Dallas Stars, especially especially after that goal, is starting to ramp up and ramped up well, throughout the rest of the game. Well, I think part of that is, or, or part of the shot uh, evening out there, was that we we had the power plays, and, and I know Carolina ended up getting power plays too, but they are not nearly as good on the power plays as the Stars are. So I, right. I think a lot of that comes from just just the power plays for the Stars. More penalties. Matching minors for Hockenpah and uh, Niami, which is yeah. another fun name to say. Yeah. You, you and can't Tennessee U, I can't say that helmet. one either. But Yeah, they both lost their helmets. They both kind of tore it off the other side. <laughs> and yeah, the rest were just that. like, guys, really? Like, come on. <laughs> right in front of them, too. It, it wasn't like right, sneaky exactly. or anything. The puck was right there. They both just took each other's helmets off. Yeah. So uh, Dallas kills the penalty there, uh, and it, that did not affect the, the main advantage for Carolina, by the way. So it stayed 5-4. and four, They just stayed in the box. Uh, there was not much for Carolina on that power play, and talking back to the Haskinen penalty. Uh, Dallas would go on the, the penalty kill again for bench minor, too many men. It was really obvious. And then yeah. Hawk and Paw would take a interference penalty. This is the one. I, that really hacked me off. That that one really annoyed me because the dude's taking the shot and Hawkenpaw's trying, trying to stop to turn in front around. of the net. He's trying, he's trying to, to, to turn around. He's looking for the rebound coming off of Wedgwood is what he's doing. And and the the other dude isn't even going to the puck. He's skating to the opposite post and and they run into each other. Like I don't understand how how that is interference at all. Like even remotely. And I said this in the group chat, but I I thought that they had called interference on the Canes for a second. Because Hawkenpaw is trying to go to the puck and the other dude's skating off in La La Land. Like, I, I really do not see how that was interference. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at it again because the the way I saw it, it looked pretty obvious that it it was not interference at all. It hacked me off one hundred percent because it it wasn't even close, and in the, my the, opinion. The worst part is is that it's it's a four on five at the point. So like where where do you think Hawkenpaw is going to go? He's not going to go follow the dude into the corner. That's never going to happen. He's going to go back to his spot on the ice. So he's trying to get back in position and runs into a dude. And mm -hmm. that gives them a full minute of three on five. And and Chris is not here, but he's here in the in the chat uh, over here. But we're there. This is I 100% agree with this. This was and. and I'm just going to go ahead and say what I'm thinking. This was 100% Rod Brendamore basically forcing the refs and making them give them a five on three. That's what I felt like. It, it, it was 100% a give back call, Chris. Because, because this was the first time in a really long time that the Stars had been leading in penalties and power plays, I guess. So, so they took less penalties than the other team. And it looked that way playing on the ice. And then... The coach on the other bench just screams at the ref for two seconds, and suddenly the penalties are even again. Right, exactly, and like, and, and that's frustrating. I, I mean, we we've had tons and tons and tons of games where the penalties are pretty obviously skewed in the other direction, and we we have not seen those give back calls at all. Well. Anyway, uh, Wedgwood would make a really good save on the snap chance by a, a player. I didn't catch his name because I missed it. 
But then Tara Vinan would score on an east-west play. It's basically tic-tac-toe across it's in a lightning bolt formation and, in the star zone. And it was and, a great play, great shot by Tara Vinan. And that five-on-three annoyed me because we actually won that face-off. And then it looked like they kind of hooked Glenn Denning. And, it, it, I mean, it, it didn't look legal. He couldn't clear the puck because of it. And they keep the zone. So it, there was just it, – it was it was stuff like that where, like, we only have three players on the ice and the dude's getting hooked to not get to the puck and it's not called. So uh, other than that though, honestly, I don't have too much of a problem with how the refing went tonight. It's annoying that they called so much, but they, they didn't really end up changing the game at all in my opinion. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the NHL lab right now just to see how many penalties there were in that second period because it, it, it was one two three it, it was four, ridiculous five six seven eight so six power plays because there was two that was offside offsetting because of the roughing that's that's still stupid i, I mean it, c- come it, on it, it's it's too many and it, it's especially stupid because the third period there was no penalties at all none called. yeah and there was nothing so, called that, there, that's, there were penalties that's what the annoying thing is when refs call games like this is that they don't call them throughout the game. They call them all within like 15 minutes and then they swallow their whistles for the rest of the game. Right. It's not fun to watch. And then what was the most fun period of hockey? Third period. The third period. The second period sucked. The first period was fun because I mean, because the the, uh, stars were finally starting to figure it out towards the end. Third period was great. And mostly maybe just because for us, the stars were playing really well in the third period, but that second period just totally sucked the life out of everything. It, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Anyways, we got to move on. Uh, there was a forum. It would become four on four for 50 seconds. And then Dallas, would get a power play for one minute and 10 seconds. I was having to write all this out to try and keep track of it. Uh, Sagan gets a backhand chance. There's a little brouhaha in front of uh, Ansi Ranta after Mason flies by uh, Mason Marchment. Suter with a chance right off the bench with two minutes remaining. And then that was pretty much it for the second period. I just wrote, refs need, need to calm the heck down, which to their credit, they did in the third period. But Dallas just also at the same time needs to stay out of the box because some of those penalties were very easily called. I mean, yeah. I mean, the holding the stick against Haskinen, which is what it was. It wasn't just holding. It was holding the stick. And the 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 bench minor were the two bad ones. I thought... I mean, I mean, the interference against Hawkenpaw is not interference, and the roughing that uh, Hawkenpaw took was probably more to make sure that even if if they didn't call the roughing, because his helmet got pulled off first, if they didn't call it against the other dude, then it's a three on five because Hawkenpaw has to go to the bench. So he, I think he ripped off the other person's helmet on purpose to get the even up call. So, I could I could see him being that smart yeah. to make that decision. That's true. I, I, I didn't mean, think it, about that. Just especially since it was on the penalty kill, you, you just don't want to take that risk of giving them the five on three instantly. Hey, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, going into the third period, first two and a half minutes, literally nothing happens. It's just kind of meh, going back and forth. Stars are starting to get their feet underneath them. And then Seth Jarvis goes around three dollar stars and it somehow finds its way through Wedgwood. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if I should be hacked off at the defense, if I should be hacked off at Wedgwood, or if I should just put this and just say, wow, that was freaking lucky. Which one of those three options are you under? I'm kind of leaning more towards uh being mad at Wedgwood for that one. Because if he just I mean, uh Kibiranta did it the other way, the play after. He skates right in front. And their goaltender keeps his pad down on the ice and he doesn't make it in. I mean, that's all Wedgwood had to do. There was no chance that he was going to elevate it with how many sticks we had on him. But yeah, we still gave Jarvis too much space to skate around us. So after that, the Stars really got going. Like, really got going. And it's unfortunate that it took that because if they had, you know, got it off right off the bat in the third period, maybe the Stars actually get a lead in this game. They never would lead this game at all. Yeah, but and this is this is something that we've seen twice already. It happened in the in the Chicago game back at home, and it happened in the Jets game as well, right? Where they scored early in the third, and then we come back and rally late in the third. I I don't know why it's happening, but it it is. It's it kind of cool. <laughs> so after Jarvis's goal, that puts the Carolina Hurricanes up four to two, which is very frustrating because I honestly thought we had a chance and I thought this game was over just because it's, I mean, I know that we're really good at scoring goals in bunches, especially in the third period, the last month or so, but it's it's Carolina. Carolina is one of the best defensive teams in the entire NHL, not to mention that, but the pressure that they put on every single team they play is like completely relentless. So I was not looking forward to that. Um, anyways, uh, like you mentioned already, Kivi Ranta went around their defense and went to the front, had a chance there. It was a good save by Ranta. Uh, Robo would have a backhand chance, but there wasn't much he could do with it on that breakaway. Lundqvist would have a shot that where Ranta's mask would fly off. Basically, yeah. that was kind of a scary play. I'm glad it's uh, good to see that Ranta was okay there. Um, Carolina fans called a penalty on Jamie Benn, and the refs don't. So. I, I didn't look at it close enough. I, I it, could see that maybe you I mean, could call so, it, but so at the beginning is when the fans should have been mad at it because because Ben was holding his his stick, and then the dude also, after Ben was holding the stick, pulled back on the stick, and technically that's hooking. But at the same, <laughs> and then and then where they called the penalty or where the fans called the penalty is when the dude's stick was inside of. Ben's arms, which is not holding the stick, by the way. There's no clamping going on. Ben was stick handling the puck. Uh, but yeah. I mean they they weren't calling penalties at that point regardless. So I it's whatever. I wrote down Carolina isn't backing off their pressure, and I wrote, you gotta push. And I think literally as soon as I wrote that, they started pushing. First off, Sagan scores off a deflection with a Miller point shot. Again, something super simple, just like they did with that Pavelski uh, power play goal. Very simple. It's a shot from the point. It gets a deflection. It goes behind uh, Mr. Ronta there. So 
Sagan finally gets a goal. He's been due for one, and he's been playing okay. But tonight, I thought he had an okay game. What did you think of Sagan's play? Yeah, I thought he played fine tonight. I still think that the line shuffling is is kind of weird because messing still with everybody some, right now. Yeah, there's still like some obvious disconnect, but I, I mean, we're still scoring at least a little bit. So, mm-hmm. and, and tonight we scored a lot. Yeah, we did. After Sagan makes it four to three, Hawk and Paw, Hawk and Paw, Mr. Hacky yeah. Clappy, he ties hacky it. Clappy. He's Hacky Clappy, but it wasn't a Hacky Clappy. It was a Hacky Risty. Uh, Hawk and Paw <laughs> scores, and it just trickles behind Mr. Ronta there. It's a great shift by that first line. This is the first time the first line had not been facing up against uh, Brady Shea and, oh, shoot, was it... Uh, I, I don't remember. Slavin? The line, Slavin. the line that they they that they played up against the our first line tonight was great. I think we had two times when our first line wasn't playing against them. One time we had a amazing chance, and and the other time was this one where we scored. So the the two times our first line got away from their shutdown defense line, they had close to a goal and then a goal. So it's four to four and nine minutes remaining in the third period. You're definitely feeling it at this point. And for the remainder of the period, it was mostly Dallas Stars getting a majority of the shots here. Um, I mean, it, it was pretty wide open late in the third. I thought the last five minutes were very loose. Last both three minutes. So, but whatever. Four, I, I, five, I, I could see three. It. They're all just numbers, Ryan. All numbers in, in the grand scheme of life. Uh, Wedgwood would make a save on a tip in front. It was a great save by him. It was a scary tip. Um, shots are 11 to four Dallas in the third period with seven and a half minutes remaining. So that right there tells you, you know, how much pressure the stars are getting in this third period. They're looking good. Wedgwood would make a save on jury. Hence would have a chance off the rush. There's a redirection save on Jarvis. And then there was chaos in front of Wedgwood in the last minute. And Stahl gets a wraparound chance, and it goes to overtime. So lots of good play by the Dallas Stars in the third period. They do it again. They're able to come back from not just a one-goal deficit, but a two-goal deficit, and especially that fourth goal that I really wish had not gone in. What do you think of the third period overall? Best period by the Dallas Stars in the game. Yeah, I mean, we we came back in the third period to kind of save Wedgwood from having kind of a not great game, honestly. And and at the tail end, Wedgwood held us in all the way to overtime. That's what I thought, honestly, because there, there were multiple times that I thought Carolina could have scored in the last couple of minutes, and he made some great saves at the end. What did you think? Oh, I'll ask that at the end. Um, Stars control right off the faceoff in overtime. Robo gets a chance. Miro gets a chance and goes around stall for, uh, for a really good opportunity in front of uh, Ronta. But of course, I, I was even thinking this. I'm like, oh crap, we won the faceoff, so now we're gonna lose the game. <laughs> that's I, just that's the first thought I had. Yeah, it, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. And honestly, that we we played pretty well for how we've seen other teams play after winning the first faceoff. We got multiple chances. We shot multiple times. We just kept getting back to the puck. So that I, that was kind of the difference between what we ended up doing in overtime versus what we normally see other teams do in overtime. Marty Nietzsche wins it for Carolina. They It was originally a two-on-two off the rush. Wedgwood makes the initial save, and then they pass it up in front. 
and they just puts it away. He just barely gets enough to put it in the back of the net, and Carolina gets the extra point. It's five to four. They take the win. Uh, I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with how the Stars played in the game for the most part, other than the first 10, 12, 13-ish minutes of the first period. The rest of the game, I thought they played really well. I mean, they're, they're, I think we're kind of comparing this game to last game a little much because last game they played really, really bad and still won because Ottinger was just amazing. So definitely they played better this game but this is still not like not like what we were doing at the beginning of of the road trip where we we came in oh, what was the first team we played i can't remember anyway and that and those and those back to back games we played we played great defensively and i really i really thought that a lot of that was defense and rather than goaltending and and in the past two games it's been Ottinger winning one for us here last game and here us just doing another crazy comeback that somehow we are able to do now and getting a point so but five five for eight points on the road trip so far is pretty good for the teams that we played against I mean look at the teams we played we've played Pittsburgh and we lost in the last 30 seconds of the game we played New Jersey, played probably the best defensive game we've played all year. We go to Washington where we suck it up, but somehow we still are able to pull out the win because Otter stands on his head and levitates at the same time. And then tonight, the game against Carolina, the Stars were better progressively through the whole game. Yeah. So even at this point, this is a successful road trip, I think. I mean, if you go 500 on the road, you, you I would still, consider that successful. You still have to be the bad columbus blue jackets if you don't beat the columbus blue jackets then i'm pretty upset because then you go i mean you still end up going 500 on the road trip which is great but at this point we should be we should get over 500 just because of how good we played in the past three games or four games really i agree what did you think of the decision to start wedgwood over jake ottinger i don't like it honestly I mean, Chris doesn't I, like it either. Wedgwood I made a mental note because I saw his comment on YouTube. Wedgwood so didn't have a great night, which I mean, he's the backup goaltender. We're not expecting him to have a stellar night. But I mean, Otter just had the craziest game of the season so far, and we we we're not going to play him in the next game. I, I just I, I don't see the logic in that. If you really are seeing Ottinger as your number one goaltender, it, it, he he. This is this is kind of what he does too. He he gets really hot off of those games, and then he just carries those into the next ones. He That's normally on what he does. So I, I was, I honestly was fully expecting Onager to be in the net tonight, and pretty confused at why he isn't. It is it is what it is. I mean I mean maybe DeBoer was looking back at Wedgwood's very first game as a Dallas Star and seeing how well he played against Carolina, and maybe thinking that might have something to do with it. I, I don't know. But I don't like it. I, I agree with you that I wish that Ottinger had been in the net tonight. Although I don't know if that would have changed, especially that first period. I that think first period, so. I, I think we probably win this game in regulation if Ottinger's in the net tonight, honestly. Like on honestly and truthfully, I think we win this game in regulation if Ottinger was in net. There were just there were some 
there there were two kind of soft goals. I mean, it, it, this is this is the game where you don't blame Wedgwood, but he's not at all the reason why we were in the game. Right. I mean, we were in the game because we had two points in times where we came back from a two nothing deficit. So we definitely we we bailed out. I think we bailed out Wedgwood in this game. And then he held us to get to overtime, which was great. And I, it, we get a point out of it. That, that's that's what I take away from this game, honestly. The the thing that really makes me frustrated is the fact that Wedgwood has been really good lately. And I think there was a stat box in the third period, maybe at the beginning of the third period. In his last 10 games, he's been 6-2-2. Two, and two. I think he had a 238 goals against average. And like a, I think it was above 920 save percentage in those 10 games. So and, he's been good. So I don't know what happened in this game because I honestly thought he was playing really well through the first 40 minutes. I really did. I, other than the softie he let in. Yeah, I mean, the, the five-on-three goal, he probably should have had. If, if he just stands up like two inches, then he has it. Yeah, it I don't blame it, him it, on that it, one. Is, it is a five-on-three passing around like crazy. The the bad one was the slip through the five hole in the beginning of the third. I mean, he, he yeah. sh if he just keeps his pad on the ice, then it's not in the net. Yeah. It was that simple. Um, the, I'm gonna the, go the ahead. Kind of just real quick. Kind of the funny thing is, he uh, Wedgwood started playing better when Odinger started playing worse. If that makes any sense. And then Odinger had that great night last night, and now he's playing bad. <laughs> <laughs> or now Wedgwood's playing that. I I, right. I, I, I don't right know if that has hand. anything to do with it, but it, but I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, let's get into some of our, our biggest winners and biggest losers because we're already way over. But we had a lot to talk about tonight because today was a fun game. Um, who was your biggest winner and biggest loser tonight, James? Just give us both. Uh, biggest winner was Robertson. He three three assists on the night. Uh, he had a lot of shot attempts. Not a lot of them made it to the net, but he was he was he was head hunting for a goal tonight. He really was. And he played really well tonight overall. Yeah, um, I think he had like honest, twenty-one minutes on ice as well. So he played like forever. <laughs> yeah, a little more than normal. A little more than normal. And I'll give it to Jason Robertson as well, but not not just because I'm you know jumping on the Robertson train and all that stuff, but. He's he's been really good, and in tonight's game, he's not getting the goal scoring going. He hasn't scored a goal in seven games now, but he's able to set up three goals for the Dallas Stars. He's he's yeah. part of three goals tonight, and then on the other thing, he's just an overall great player. Like you know, you you see like the most fantastic offensive players in the games. You know, the McDavid's and the Drysidles, and they're great on the offensive side of the puck but maybe not so much stellar defensively. And Robertson is 100% a two-way forward. He he's, he's good enough to be a sniper, but he's also good enough to understand that his defensive play is also a very good trait of his that he should continue using. So yeah. that was a, a really big part in tonight's game that I saw. So I don't know. What, what is that a fair assessment? Yeah, pretty much. I still think he's a lot more of an offensive player than a defensive player, honestly. So I'm oh, not yes, like yes. fully on board with the two way forward thing, but yeah, for the most part, I agree. Yeah. He should get some silky consideration. All right. Silky, silky, silky. Um, 
I'll go ahead and give you my biggest loser. My biggest loser tonight is actually kind of surprising. And no, I want to take that one. <laughs> no, now you you already took Robertson. No. So you can talk no, more about you him. You took if Robertson I too. That doesn't count. Yes, it does count. Screw you. No, Jay. it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I'll I'm gonna give mine to Haskinen. Uh, he he had a rough game tonight. I know he had two assists and he did have a lot of good plays tonight, but I don't I don't know. I just don't think he had a Haskinen esque game okay. tonight. Can I tell and you? He, he ends. A minus three tonight on yeah. the plus minus. So yeah, can I tell you why the minus three is significant? Why? Because he had two points on the ice on the night, which means he was on the ice for all five goals against. Yeah, that's pretty rough. So well, Ryan cheated. Uh, he stole my biggest winner. I did not took cheat. My biggest loser. Yeah, you did. You picked Robertson twice. That doesn't count. Okay, fine. Everyone I'll go to Wedgwood. Everyone wants me to pick Suter. I, I honestly thought Suter played fine tonight. I think I figured out why I hate Suter. I think every time he touches the puck, I hate him. But if he doesn't touch the puck, <laughs> then he's perfectly fine. I, I I am fine with the way he plays without the puck. Just every time he touches it, I feel like he does something stupid with it. Uh, that's, that's fair. All right. Anything else, James? We've gone way over tonight. We got a point out of it. Yep. Good that's enough. all I can be happy about, especially on the road. So, all right, guys, thank you all for listening. We appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with us on this Saturday night. We'll be back on Monday with you guys when the Dallas Stars take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. This should be a win. Should be. This is a scary trap game. Hopefully the Stars go in and take care of business there. Chris will also be back with us. I'm, he's got a major fever tonight, so that's why he's not here. But along with James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you guys are. We will see you guys on Monday.